With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Finally, a global program specifically for wealthy, philanthropic women who are humble, gracious leaders. Sylvia Global's host, Gil Sylvia, invites you to join her in these conversations with first ladies of nations, households, business, and communities. Trustworthy, live conversations with women from around the globe provides a place for your voice to connect with women of integrity, passion, and purpose. Now, here's your host, Gail Sylvia. Good evening. I am so excited to be with you today here in Amsterdam. Um, Our special guest is Tawaka Kelly. She's a healer, a medical intuitive, and a spiritual medium. And it's quite exciting. She and I were connected through Twitter. So I think, um, Tawaka, there's something to be said about the power of social media and networking today. Thank you so much for being here, Tawaka. How are you? Thank you for receiving me. I'm very happy to be here. You know, one of the expressions that, um, one of the quotes that's found on your website, lovethemessenger.com, is healing for everyone. And talk to us about, you know, your philosophy of, you know, places of integrity as it relates to healing for everyone. Yeah. Um, Healing for everyone. I have I have noticed in in my life moments where people do not include themselves in their own life, where they will um, kind of put everybody else first and make these sacrifices, where they forget to kind of check in with it, with their own needs. And and they and they make a decision along the way of like, well, somebody else can feel good and, and be successful and be happy and go on with their dreams. But I, I'm okay the way I am. And it, that doesn't resonate with the vibration of their soul. So I make sure that people know that healing is for everyone, that there's no hypocrisy when it comes to the art of the realization of attaining health and balance. How did you come to this awareness? Well, uh, some moments, divine insight, some moments, school of hard knocks, just living in the world, Gail. (laughs) (laughs) You... just Living in the world. And paying attention, huh? Absolutely paying attention. Um, I would say this has been um, very much a, a mental occupation of mine, just f- considering um, how people are dynamically connected with each other, how we're all related to each other, um, the different challenges that present in each individual's life, my my life included, and and how I meet them. And just really uh, devoting my my life to consciousness and to service and and pointing out the things that I'm aware of so people can 
can feel along and realize their own potential as well. So paying attention and listening is a fundamental aspect of consciousness and of evolution. When did you first uh, become aware? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question because there's so many awareness is constantly growing. Mm-hmm. So I have count, countless milestones and many more. But I, w- I would say, um, I mean, we're always growing, Gail. <laughs> right, right. I mean, as a child. Yeah, I would say what was that when I was, moment. I, I was four years old, mm-hmm. and I was in in preschool playing with another child, where I really had this um, impressive, definite sensation of being an altogether experience of being connected to the universe, and that there was no separation between me, uh, the girl I was playing with, the universe, insight, and I had realized at that moment. All, all other experiences I had before that, where I just had a knowing about things, was the same intelligence that I was experiencing throughout throughout my body at this moment when I was four years old. So that that moment is what I call uh, being conscious of consciousness. You know, I had a similar experience around four years old, um, and I remember, I distinctly remember I had a stuffed animal that I called Spot because it was a, a toy puppy um, that was a Dalmatian. Yeah. And I was sleeping in the room with my siblings on the top bunk of the, a bunk bed. And I remember laying there in the dark, looking between the the Venetian blinds, which we now refer to as mini blinds, <laughs> Uh, at the stars. I remember Venetian blinds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that term. <laughs> so I might be dating myself, but that's you know, I remember looking through the Venetian blinds at the at the stars and the moon and just being intrigued and feeling this this sense of connectivity with the sound of the breathing of people sleeping around me mm-hmm. and wondering um not where did I come from, but a sense of knowing where I came from and that I had arrived here for a purpose, that I was here. And it was quite comfortable with this this awareness, you know, but never shared it with anyone until probably about 12 or 13 with my grandmother, you know, when I had another you know, had an experience that she told me not to be afraid of. You know, you embrace that. And um, so, and I recently connected with someone else, um, Tawaka, on, via Twitter, who is a guest on the show. And you can hear the broadcast on sylviaglobal.com, Gordana, um, yeah, in Sweden. Similar experience, around mm-hmm. the same age in life. Yeah. And so tell us some more about, you know, how this has led you to be aware of your divine guidance and being gifted as an innovative professional using these natural abilities of intuitive perception and sacred healing, you know, that touched you in early childhood. Thank you. I'll I'll do that. And I'm touched by by what you shared and the synchronicities with that and conversations I had with my own grandmother mm-hmm. and what I confided with her. So I'm, Tell me, tell me, yeah, tell us. Uh, okay. Um, um, just this, this, this aspect of knowing that 
you just have you 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 know it and there's there's such space and freedom for that it's nothing to explain it's nothing to defend it's just this resonance in your body that does bring you to your divine purpose and my grandma highly highly intuitive bright woman grew up in germany uh made it through the wars powerful powerful yet modest woman yeah and one day she said to me you know i know things and i said i know grandmommy and she said you do <laughs> with her accent yeah and i said yeah and she said how do you know and i said i know things too mm. and gail that is mm-hmm. all we ever spoke about yeah. it yeah same here yeah Nothing else needed to be said because mm-hmm. we were both present with our knowing, mm-hmm. present with divine, present with the grace of God. And we didn't have conversations about about religion, about spirituality. I mean, we, we played cards, we played checkers, she made me soup, you know. But this was our this was our conversation about that we are we are with presence. That was it. Mm. I, go ahead. Yeah, I would say with that, um, I, I'm, I'm, thank you for the opportunity to share that because that really touches upon your other question about how this, you know, evolved for me and into the work that I'm doing. And as a child, some adults were paying attention, and they saw that I was d- doing my work, whatever that was. Um, they 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 were able to pick up on that, and dating my safe self here with Venetian blinds. You know, I grew up in the seventies <laughs> in um, in in San Francisco, and I would say that culture at that time there was talk about consciousness, and that those conversations had different names: astrology, mysticism what have you, but still it was a conversation fundamentally about consciousness. And people, um, adults were coming to me when I was a child. They were referred by other adults, primarily family members, if they were feeling ill or just wanted to have a conversation. And at first they're like, well, you know, who's this kid? You know, but they would completely forget that I was a child as their pains would go away, as they gained insight to aspects of their life. And I didn't think of it as me being a healer or me being an intuitive. I just felt me being present with these people. Give us an example. Share share a, a, an experience. Um, from childhood, um, the first thing that comes up really is uh, my my aunt tells me I was living with uh, my mom and my aunt at the time, right? And she tells me that a coworker of hers that I hadn't really heard about before, didn't have really many friends at work, but she was quitting her job to move and to travel to India and Tibet and to explore the world beyond her cubicle. And that they were all going to go out, you know, drinking and dancing and partying. Or and, and they came over, so I'm meeting her coworkers. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young teenager at this point. 
and her coworker doesn't usually drink, but she had quite a stomach ache. And so she decided not to go dancing, but in essence, I was left to kind of babysit her. Of course, she's an adult, but we kept each other company for the evening while everybody went out. And she just felt nauseated after having, I think it was like a Long Island iced tea or some kind of heavy-duty cocktail. It was a big deal for her. And I asked if I could um, just hold her hand, and she said, yeah. And I was focusing on her shoulder. Her shoulder very much caught my attention. And, And she told me that she hadn't been able to raise her arm past a certain distance in years. Well, we spent some time together, and I just sat there holding her hand. And in that time, her stomach ache went away. Her, the, the sensation of nausea went away. And there was uh, a different experience happening in her, her body. Her energy was rearranging. It was literally realigning. After which I asked her to move her arms, and she lifted her arms above her head for the first time in years. And she looked at me and she said, I've not been able to do this. So we had our moment and the gift of all of that was just being present with each other. It wasn't about a technique. It wasn't about a modality. It was just being present and authentic with each other. About six weeks later, I received a postcard from her with Tibetan artwork on it, thanking me for the experience. I I kept this postcard for years. I cherished it. My aunt, incidentally, was jealous that she didn't get a postcard, but... (laughs) (laughs) But she wasn't there for the healing. Hey, how come I didn't get a postcard? I took her out. Yeah. But really, the gift that we can give each other is the gift of being authentic and the gift of being present. When has this gift and... You know, so let me let me back up. I use the word gift. You know, when we use the when I use the word gift, I'm sometimes reluctant because it makes it sound like it's something distinctly special, unique, and exclusive to certain people. And I'm not sure if our knowing and our what you just described is intended to be an exclusive gift. It is actually something that's been gifted to all of us upon our the birthing of our lives, and some of us recognize and receive and respond to it affirmatively, and then others, um, you know, make other decisions about it. But do you, you know, what's your thoughts around the word gift? Yes, I understand the distinction, and let me unpack it for you this way. Healing is for everybody. There's no hypocrisy. The gift of presence is also for everyone. There's no hypocrisy. How many of us choose to be present and when that choice happens and how often we practice it is another thing. Mm. Skills are what we develop, and those skills can develop from our gifts. They can develop from us being present. Now, someone can take me out and and say that they're a professional basketball player. And they can slam dunk, they can jam, they can dribble with both hands. 
I say, well, that's that's incredible. That's cool. And I can pick up a ball, and I can dribble it between my legs, and I can do a layup. But their skill level is something that's really connected to the, their their presence with that particular craft. And and my skills are are elsewhere. By me saying this is a gift, it does not exclude anyone from theirs. Right, right. And it's fundamentally, it's really, it's really present. So at any point, we can all make the choice to develop our skill level if we're willing to be present and focused on the engagement of doing that. Yes, and that choice in and of itself is also a gift. How, you know, after you had this experience with the, this lady before her trip, mm-hmm. how did how did this continue to evolve yeah. to a place that it is today? You know, in your life. Sure. Well, that's um, that's one experience I had, and uh, to tell you the truth, I don't even remember her name, but. Right. I- other people came, and other people came. And as I said before, it was just, um, I, I didn't I didn't think of, of really myself in that. I just was fascinated by nature, by how things shift with consciousness and presence. And many of the experiences I had, much like you when you were age four and didn't share it till you were 12, I kept to myself. I really did keep to myself. I I learned terms like clairvoyance, clairsentience, all of these terms from from my family members. So I had that vocabulary. But the but the personal work, developing the skill with the gift of presence and consciousness that we can all choose to uh, to realize and to develop, because it is work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's work, baby. Let me tell you, it's work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> and um, and so people people were coming coming to me, you know, for sessions. And it's just, hey, can you can you help me with this thing? And my answer is always yes. Then um, then I I began to um kind of take interest in modalities. It's like, well, what what is that like? You know, massage. And I was always touching people. I, I went to uh, massage school. I studied cranial sacral therapy. Okay. I lived at Esalen Institute, mm-hmm. which is a retreat center in Big Sur, California, devoted yes. to human consciousness and potential. It sounds like you know about it. And yeah, do you know Lori Emmerich? I do not know Lori Emmerich. Okay, yeah, I learned about it from Lori Emmerich. Okay, it's it's a beautiful place that I had um, uh, the privilege of uh, doing some pretty intense work there for about two and a half years, mm-hmm. and different modalities and and cleaning up my own house, you know, processing my own stuff. Right. And then it, it was you know time to leave that nest and move out in the world. I went to Los Angeles after that, and I was um, I was literally. House sitting for somebody taking care of their cats, <laughs> and, and and she tells me the vet's gonna come soon. Now, I I was seeing clients, uh, 
you know, here and there for healing sessions and whatnot. And I'm at this house, and I'm taking care of these tasks, and the doorbell rings. And this beautiful man walks in. Hi, I'm Roger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, he's, he's, he's gorgeous. And his everything, his energy, his his presence, and he was coming in to do um, a, a, a checkup, which evolved into a house cleaning, a house call, a house cleaning. So he had oxygen and all this stuff, which technically is a surgery. And moments later, you know, after shaking his hand, um, I'm in I'm in a surgery. Roger didn't ask me if I had any experience, if I was a vet, a vet tech, anything like that. But we were right in the middle of this surgery. <laughs> you know, holding oxygen, talking to the cats, hold this, injecting this. I mean, it was it was such a beautiful conversation that had few words to it. After that, the cats are recovering and he says, um, you know, you're pretty weird. <laughs> oh. And 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 as as a compliment, right, right, right. You know, really, as Maybe you know, there's I, something special about you. Yeah, yeah, as you know, I I see you, and I'm like, you're pretty weird too. I see you also. And he said, why don't you come? Why don't you come work with me? So I I started doing that. He had a practice where he was seeing humans and animals in Santa Monica, California. Um, so you had a clinic there, and I began um. Um, helping him with his patients, both animals alike. And I credit Roger for actually being the first person to call me medical intuitive. I, wow. As I said before, you know, I, wow. I, I wasn't folk. I was just, I just cared to help people and being present and being in integrity and, and telling the information that I was aware of. So I wasn't about titles. But you know, that was a, you know, a moniker that was bestowed and other ones were bestowed. You know, in my early 20s, people started introducing me as, this is Tuaka, she's really psychic. But I never put those words. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't think about that. But, you know, while that's true, I didn't really think about that. I, I, I never made it about me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever come into conflict, internal or external, with, these talents and these gifts that you have? Wow, that's a tremendous question that, quite frankly, no one's ever asked me. Um, have I come into conflict with... Um, right now, my answer is no. <laughs> like, in terms of... Um, kind of that it. push-pull, you know, of life, sometimes where you feel like you should be doing and approaching a situation a certain way, spiritually or intuitively, versus external or internal struggles with um, conventional norms of how the, or societal expectations of how a situation should be approached. Okay, th- th- thanks for thanks for giving me another way to look at that because now I do have an answer. I would say that internally. Um, um, I, I I know who I am. I, I you know I know what I'm here to do. Yeah. I would say that that conflict has presented mostly in the past externally when I was um 
when I was doing something contrary to my purpose. Mm. I would say that's where conflict has presented. That any time any time I acted or thought less than who I am, that's when I would face uh some pretty uncomfortable challenges. And how did you grow through them? Oh. Um, School of Hard Knocks. Let me <laughs> let me tell you. Years ago, a dear friend of mine, a good example of this. Um, I call him my baby brother. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he's much taller than me, but you adopt family, or at least right. I do. Yes. And so, uh, my baby brother. I met him when I was at Esalen. Bright, loving, compassionate. Another another beautiful man uh, on the planet here. He said to me, "I went through a." a pretty intense personal challenge in my own life scale. And it was in the realm of, you know, you got to listen. Um, and his mom, he said, you and my mom, I, I swear, the two of you are like black belts in your intuition and your consciousness. Mm. If the two of you don't listen, you get absolutely slammed. He said, me, I'm still a blue belt, so I can get away with a lot of stuff that you guys can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was Spot on with that. Mm. And so I would say not listening can present some interesting challenges. And the moment I stepped really into my purpose and I owned what that was, those external challenges started to diminish. So I would tell anybody, like, do what you're here to do with conviction and weed your garden of those challenges or the people in your life who are bringing you down. How did you end up in? Uh, you you just summarized a, you know, a really important point, and I'm so sorry that we're getting close to running out of time. And I'm looking forward to, to having you back on, so we can. We'll probably have to go a full hour next time, so we can also get callers um, to be able to engage with you. Yeah. So I look forward to that. But when you just said, you know, the moment you step into your convictions. Yes then the external challenges begin to... Re- Say that again. Yeah, as, as soon as you own who you are and what your purpose is, and you fill your space and allow your soul to integrate with with your purpose and your personality and you move forward with that, then that, that question or that tension begins to dissolve and that's ref- uh, inside your body and it's reflected in your external world. I'm going to ask you if you have any closing thoughts. <laughs> you, know, that, you have me stuck right there because that, um, I think, leaves a, it's a nice place for us to reconnect. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, can I just ask you, though, um, medical intuitives. Yes. Talk to us just real quickly about medical intuitives because I think that what you just said, affects us medically. You know, it it gets revealed in our healing as well as in our sickness. Absolutely. So if we can close with that medical intuitive piece, and I'll at least feel like I got another valuable nugget in this conversation as we anticipate another one in the future. Beautiful. I look forward to that. On, On medical intuitive and on healing, this is integrated in the process when people come for sessions, whether they're private sessions or group sessions. 
and my uh, training as a medical intuitive has um, been what my guides have taught me, what they have told me to study in research. And I have assisted the doctors with their patients in helping them with um, diagnosis and prognosis and to help define and understand the nature of what the imbalance in their body is, whether it's nutritional, emotional, mental, psychic, internal influence, external influence, or some other kind of like karmic or soulful contract that needs attention and healing and alignment. Tawaka Kelly, thank you so much for being here on Sylvia Global. I am so sorry that we've run out of time, but look forward to having you come back. How can our listeners find you? Please find me at lovethemessenger.com, and it will be an honor to meet with you and your listeners again, Gail. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening, okay? Good night. Thank you. Good night. You've been listening to Sylvia Global with your host, Gail Sylvia. Become a subscriber to Sylvia Global for unique listener opportunities. Follow on Twitter and like them on Facebook. For more information, go to www.sylviaglobal.com. That's Sylvia, S-Y-L-V-I-A, Global, G-L-O-B-A-L.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.